So what I want to I want to ask you a question. Okay. If a person was to say, "Oh, I'm trying because I don't want people to know your name." So I want them to like if they if they were to describe you with one word, what would they say? Welcome to another episode of Paris, Texas, a podcast. This podcast is brought to you by 107. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this podcast. If you guys haven't, go check out 107 downtown Paris, Texas. If they were to describe you with one word, what would they say? Sassy. Sassy. Oh, I think that fits. (laughs) Savannah Abbott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. I'm glad we're back. It's been, I took like a year and a half like hiatus. I know. I say that word. Um, and you're one of the first few that I've jumped back on. I'm honored. I'm honored. I don't know if you just had nothing to choose from or, or if. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, there's way more story to, to it than you think. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. And I don't know. It's crazy because I feel like in the time that you took off, so much happened, and then at the same time, it's kind of like time has sort of stood still in a way. It's weird. It both feels like yesterday and 10 years ago. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a strange time we've been in. It has been a strange time. <laughs> okay, so um, where are you from? I am from right here in Paris, Texas, for the most part. Um, I was born here, and then shortly thereafter, I think like within a handful of months, um, we moved down south. So, uh, the first years of my childhood that I, you know, can recall that I remember we lived in Georgetown, Texas, which Mm -hmm. is right outside of, I say right outside of probably about 30 minutes from Austin. Okay. Um, and it was great. Loved it. Um, we ended up moving back here when I was in fourth grade because, um, both of my parents were from here. Their families were here. Um, and my mom's sister passed away, um, unexpectedly. And she was kind of the, the sibling that was here, you know, looking after the parents. Um, and so we came back and I was here until I left for college. And, um, I don't know, Paris just has a way of roping you back in, you know, (laughs) where did you go to school? High school. So I went to Paris high school, Paris high school. Okay. Yes. And what was your thing in school? Like, were you a cheerleader? Were you a drama major? Like, what was your thing? So I had a whole lot of things. <laughs> that was my thing, having a lot of things. I'm not I, gonna, feel, I don't want to jump ahead, but I feel like that's still uh, your yes, thing. <laughs> I was just about to say, it's like the, the theme of my life. I, it doesn't matter what I do. Not that I try to avoid it or anything, but that's just, that's just how I am. And I've come to understand mm-hmm. and accept and appreciate that. And people are like wow, you always have a lot going on. I'm like, I know. It's just, this is who I am. (laughs) You be you. Yeah. Yeah. Just is what it is. So, um, I was a cheerleader. So when I was in school, the, um, cheerleading squad at the high school was a competition squad. So, um, you did all of your, you know, routine cheer things Mm -hmm. and games and pep rallies and all that. And then we also had this competitive aspect to it. So, we, um, our evenings, a lot of our like full Saturdays and Sundays were spent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, practicing and rehearsing for that. And then we would go to like regional competitions. If you advanced from there, there's state competition. If you advanced from there, there's national competition at, um, 
Disney World. My wife's been, I think, two or three times. Yes. For nationals. Yes. Because she was in competitive cheers. Yeah. That's, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. She's a captain. Cheer captain. I never knew that. Me too. Look at us. We're going to have to chat about this sometime. Um, so I would say that was my um, thing as far as... That was your main thing? That was my main thing. Yes. Okay. That was That was my passion. That was definitely what took up the bulk of my time. Um, and then right on the heels of that, or maybe even with that, I would say, um, I always say that I was, I was a bit of a nerd in school, which people always like laugh at me and they're like, okay, but it's really true. Um, I was very into academics and I think that that really just goes back to my mom and, and, you know, the way that I, I grew up, it was just understood that. That was how that was how it was going to be, and yeah. this is you know everything else is great, but it's a supplement to your academics, and that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Um, so, I was a straight A student, with the exception of one one eighty nine that I made one time, and I will never forget it because it did not fly very well in my. <laughs> In my house. What class was that? Chemistry. Oh man. Oh man. I mean, that's that's clearly clearly not my subject. Not my subject. Um, but that actually ended up leading to um, I got an academic full ride to college. Awesome. So yeah, I am very grateful. Much more so, you know, now than when <laughs> when I was a kid. That uh, you know, my my mom really like instilled that work ethic mm-hmm. and those those values in me because um, as an adult, you appreciate mm-hmm. not having you know debt from school and yep. and things like that. So it definitely opened doors. Um, yeah, and then you know I was in a plethora of service clubs and, and organizations, and I just I'm a social person and I like to be involved. That's awesome. Yep. So you graduated from high school, and then what was the plan? So the plan, my plan, <laughs> was always to go to UT. Okay. So I, you know, in my early childhood, we were down south, and and I just love it there, and mm-hmm. so that was where I wanted to go to school really didn't have much to do with the university or, you know, the fact that like I'm a diehard Longhorn fan or something. I'm not, it was just the location. I just wanted to be back there. Um, I had absolutely no idea how much it costs to go to UT or to Mm -hmm. live in Austin because I was a kid and just completely, you know, oblivious and unaware. And, um, two years, I guess before me, uh, there, the honors college Mm -hmm. at A&M Commerce was established and my mom had caught wind of that, and she came home one day, and she said, well, you're going to apply to this. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to school. <laughs> I don't want to go to school there. Because to me, you know, it's like, I don't want to go 45 minutes down the road. I want some big yeah. adventure. I mean, you know, yep. it's the, the the whole situation that you create in your mind. Um, but I applied, and I had pretty much written it off. And in February of my senior year, I got a call and they asked if I could come like the next day for an interview. So I went and had an interview with the dean of the honors college, and I ended up getting in. Um, and my mom made a deal with me that I had to go mm-hmm. for a year. And if I was just miserable and hated it, that you know, then I could I could figure something else out. Um, and I'm very glad again that she that she made me do that. I ended up loving it. It was great. I lived there. Um, I mean, 
they everything was paid for from my books to my meals i had a stipend at the bookstore for like snacks or t-shirts or you know whatever i wanted my housing i mean it's really it's a a great program and i'm very very fortunate um that i got to be a part of that so it comes with some you know uh additional work you have to take you know extra classes and honors classes you have to write and uh defend a thesis which is to this day the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life um but but I made it and it was definitely definitely very worthwhile so that's awesome yeah okay I have a side question at what at what part in your life did you meet your husband well okay so this (laughs) is that further down the road or is that have we already passed it yeah well Kind of both. So Chance is, Chance is my husband, and Chance is seven years older than me. So he actually is the same age as my older sister. Okay. Um, They, you know, were in school together, my older cousins. um, My uncle and my father-in-law, Chance's dad, um, have been in business together at the bank for a, a long time. I mean, since it started. So Chance grew up very closely with, with my cousins, was my sister's age, but I was just like Danielle's little sister. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, I, I knew of him, knew him, but not in that capacity at all. So we were set up actually after I graduated from college, about like a year after I graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're almost there. We're almost there. Yes. So we had definitely met, but obviously not the in love a story romantic hasn't, capacity. The love story hasn't started <laughs> no, yet. No, it hasn't. Okay, so you're in college, you're, you're having to do all the extra extra stuff. Did you have a job at all? Yes, I had three jobs. So continues the theme of like, how much can I possibly do at one time? Um, yes, so I'm in school and I was a double major in journalism and English. Okay. Which you don't hear of all that often and it was really interesting because Typically, my English classes were one half of the day, and my journalism classes were another half of the day. So it's kind of like I had to just make this switch in my mind. You know, this part of the day, I'm going to be, you know, all all wordy. Maybe I'm in a poetry class, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm writing papers, and I'm using all these, like, similes and metaphors, and then... I switch gears to journalism in the afternoon and it's, you know, I'm reporting and I'm writing news stories. And if you, if you have any, you know, knowledge or experience in either of those, it's very, two very different things. Um, so it was just kind of both of my passions tied together. And I came into college with a lot of, um, English credits. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that hard for me to tack on a second major instead of a minor. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, and I ended up working for the student newspaper. So okay. let's see. Um, I was opinion editor one year. Um, and then I did something at maybe like community another year. I don't know. Um, it feels like eons ago. But that was everything. You know, you were in charge of uh, your, your stories for the week. And then you'd go in on Sundays and we would lay out the newspaper. And I mean, it was a true, you know, newsroom, newsroom. just student run. Um, so again, great experience. And then I also was the assistant for the student government association, <laughs> written them. And then I, um, my last year of college ended up getting a job in the marketing communications department at the university, which 
just led to a whole lot of things mm-hmm. and really ultimately ended up leading to, you know, my career and where I'm at now. So that was a, a big opportunity that um, a dean on campus kind of created and put into motion for me. Um, and they ended up keeping me on for seven years after I graduated. Really? Um, yeah, as a contractor in the department. And so um, that's, I still, you know, it's a, a great relationship that I have with them. And um, I ended up at some point, we'll get there in the story, but, you know, going full time with them. And oh, awesome. um, yeah, so I'm very grateful for that opportunity and that it presented itself. Um, for the longevity of my career, but also just because, you know, by the time I graduated college, I had a lot, a lot of bylines in, you know, in print, um, in their alumni magazine and things like that, that helped open other doors for me. So that's awesome. Um, okay. So did you meet chance before you graduated or after it was? Yes. Yes. So you graduated college, graduated college. And then what happened? And then it was just that like giant question mark that I feel like, what now? A lot of graduates, you know, you, you're so excited and oh, I'm going to graduate. And I don't know, I guess some people aren't that excited to graduate because they just want to stay in college forever. Mm-hmm. I wish this is funny. We can laugh about this now. I was so excited to have one job. <laughs> the irony. I know. I was so excited. This is what I thought to myself. I'm just going to have one job and that's all I'm going to have to worry about. And I cannot wait because college was, I mean, it was a lot, you know, I had I had a lot going on. It was very stressful. Um, so the joke's completely, completely on me. But um, I, I knew that I wanted to pursue the journalism side of things um, initially at that, at that time. And I, was, I had done an internship at um, a magazine called Living Magazine in mm-hmm. Rockwall. And I loved, I loved just the whole magazine aspect of journalism. So I really wanted to try to jumpstart or launch my career in magazine, which is just a very narrow, <laughs> narrow field there, unless you're willing to just move, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I printed off about, I think it was like 10 copies of my resume in the heat of the summer in my car that did not have air conditioning. And I put on business clothes and I drove myself to Dallas with, this is also funny, printed pages of Maps Quest. And had mapped out. I remember <laughs> right? those days. Like, let me age myself a little bit. I remember those days. Yes, I had created a you know my whole route for all the places that I wanted to go and drop my resume off because you know I had applied places online, I had called, I had emailed, and I mean it just wasn't getting me anywhere. So I went old school, and it worked. Um, one of the magazines that I went to, the editor in chief wasn't there when I went, but I left my information and the girl that I had left my information with, I didn't know had just put in her two weeks notice. Yes. And so the editor in chief called me and she was like, actually, (laughs) Rachel, who you gave your information to is leaving. Um, and I interviewed, got the job and I packed up and moved to Dallas. Um, so that was, it, it, it was a big, it was a big change for me. And I know Dallas is two hours down the road and, you know, right. no. we grew up going there all the time, but you know, I had, an it's apartment. a different world. It is. It, it's, and it, and I found out it's so different when you live there and you're mm-hmm. there 24 seven, not, I'm going to run over there for the day and I'm going to, I'm going to come back. Um, it was a fantastic experience. Again, mm-hmm. it was very eye opening for me. Um, 
I lived alone. I had, you know, my big girl apartment and I bought a car mm-hmm. um, myself. And so I, with, with all those jobs that I worked throughout college, I saved up and I bought a car. And so I had air conditioning and um, it was, it was great. Now I was obviously like low man on the totem pole in a very small office with a very small editorial staff. So um, I worked all the time. Mm-hmm. I was the first person there and I was often the last person to leave, but it was, it was fun. We did, you know, we covered a lot of um, charity events, fashion events. It was a luxury lifestyle magazine. So I'd go to uh, North Park to Neiman Marcus once a month and pull outfits for our cover photo shoot, um, you know, that we would do. And then, you know, I had to go to the shoot and I had to put... This sounds way up your alley. It, it, it was. It totally was. Um, if you ever wondered how models wear shoes during photo shoots and then take them back to the store it's because some poor person (laughs) on the shoot is in charge of putting um tape on the bottom of the shoes on the soles of the shoes so that they don't get any marks on them and that was me I was that I was that that person person. yes um but I mean it was it really was amazing but simultaneously I think it was really hard for me because I just, I felt so isolated. Mm-hmm. I, I lived alone. Not that I was, you know, at home that often because I worked all the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have time to like make a lot of new friends because all I ever did was work. Work. Um, and just for me and, and my personality, like I, that's something I love about Paris. I love mm-hmm. that I'm going to go anywhere and see somebody I know. Um, some people don't love that. But I learned through that experience that I do, I do love that. Um, you know, outside of work, I could have gone weeks and weeks and weeks going places every day and I would never see a person that I knew. And that was just lonely. Yeah. It was just like sad to me. Um, so during that time that I was in Dallas, Mm -hmm. um, this is love story, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It's coming. Toward the end of it, um, I was obviously single, you know, didn't necessarily want to be single. You're kind of, you reach that point in your life. Well, you're lonely. You're working a lot and you just, right. you need, yeah, you need someone. Yeah. Right? And like, how was I ever going to meet somebody? Because all I did was work in an office full of women. Um, and chance, so as I said, so chance and my sister friends, same mm-hmm. age, grew up together. Well, Chance's best friend, Colin Hadley, and my... Who's also been on the podcast. Right, yes. My sister's best friend, Mindy Hadley. Um, they all kind of conspired. And then along with my cousin, Mally, she, she was there in the mix too. And they decided... To set you up. Yes. Chance is single, Savannah's single, and they're just perfect for each other. I have no idea how they came up with this. I think it was kind of spurred because Chance had just moved back to Paris, which okay. is, this is just funny. Like, you know, he, he lived in Dallas for, I don't know, probably like eight years, somewhere around there. And then he moves back to Paris. I'm in Dallas. Where he <laughs> was. Set up. Right. I mean, you know, what are the, and, and we were in Dallas, you know, at the same time and, and never, never crossed paths, never, you know, met up, nothing. So they, um, arranged, which looking back, it's like, how did you, I mean, how, like, how did you not know? But they arranged for Chance to come. So Mindy at the time was working part-time still in Dallas, and she had an apartment there. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Chance was coming with Colin to like mount a TV on her wall or something like that. Oh, hey, Savannah. And also, while they're here, do you want to meet us for dinner? And I was like, sure. sure. <laughs> so I did. And I was late, which is very, very unlike me. But I, of course, was at a work event that ran late. And then there's Dallas traffic. And anyway, so I get there. They're already seated. Um, and you didn't know you were getting set up. Right. And I did not realize that we were, like, literally on a double date. Um, and if, you, if you've ever talked to Chance about why he fell in love with me, he will... I would bet a million dollars that if you called him right now and you asked him, he would say, it was the leather pants. <laughs> I mean, I'm so I asking bet, him that. The I would next bet time everything I have that that would be his answer because I know, I know that it would be. So it's, I had on these leather pants. I came from a work event and apparently a chance just decided right then and there that that was, that was it. Um, anyway, so we ended up kind of like exchanging phone numbers after that and, uh, you know, talking, getting to know each other. He came back to Dallas for Mally's uh, birthday party a couple of weeks later. And obviously I was there too. And it just, I don't know, it just snowballed and we ended up dating and then we were engaged seven, eight months later. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. How old were y'all at this time? So, um... Okay, I graduated college at 20. Okay. So I graduated a year early, and I'm young for my my class. So I was 20. So I was 21, about to be 22, when Chance and I started um, dating. And I, which means then... He was seven years older. He was seven years older, and I was 22 when we got engaged. And I know for a fact that, I mean, I'm sure people were like, what is she doing? (laughs) They've been dating for for like eight months and, and now they're engaged and but it's just I disagree with that because me and Kimmy were like three months it, you just know you just know you know when you know you know and we both knew and I think it you know it made a difference to he was older I mean mm-hmm. you know he was at a point in his life because usually I'm not going to stereotype anyone but usually guys you know are it takes them a little longer to get to that point um <laughs> you was- know it's just how it goes um, but he, he was ready. He was ready for a family. Mm-hmm. You know, he was ready to settle down. So we didn't have to like date for seven years yep. while he, you know, got his like bachelorhood out of his, Chase out of his life and right. It had already, and... it already happened. Yep. Um, same story. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. Got engaged, um, in December and, uh, I had no idea what was happening. It's a pretty funny, funny story actually. Um, and then a week Later, he surprised me with a French bulldog that we still have, Ezra, um, which was like my dream. And it's always this, <laughs> he always gets um, a little offended that I did not cry when he proposed, but I definitely cried when he surprised me <laughs> with the dog. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I can't help it. <laughs> I mean, he knew, he, he knew to get you the dog, though. He did. He did. And I, I was at Walmart buying groceries and he's just hounding me mm-hmm. to come to the house, come to the house. Come. I'm like, well, you know that I'm at Walmart and like, this takes some time. And then he's like, what are you doing? I'm checking out. Well, it's cause he had gone and gotten the puppy and was waiting at the house and just like, could not, could not take it, you know? And anyway, so I got there and he made me close my eyes and then he, she, oh my gosh. I mean, she literally fit in my hands. I have pictures. So cute. And I just, 
I just like lost it and completely freaked out. I also, I mean, I was emotional when he proposed, Mm -hmm. but I have this nervous laugh that sometimes I cannot control. So I really kind of just giggled through his entire proposal because I I just, and in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, this is really happening, but it's coming out as this like giggle, giddy laughter. (laughs) I remember, I do not remember everything he said. I remember some of it. It was very sweet, but I remember him stopping and saying, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So it was quite the, quite the month, quite the Christmas. Um, Yeah. And he, he definitely made it known not to expect diamonds and puppies, you know, every Christmas from there on out, which is a bummer, but (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe when like 30 year anniversary comes around. Yes. Yes. Now, which is funny because now the script has changed. And if he were to bring home something that's furry and living and breathing, um, I think I would just completely go crazy because last year at Christmas, he brought Birdie, our daughter, two cats, which it's fine, and they're so cute. I'm like I cannot, I can't take care of anything it's gonna be, else. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> this is it. This is it. So, anyway. awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> y'all get mar- married. Where'd y'all get married at? So we got married uh, right where we got engaged. Same, same exact spot. spot. Yes. Wow. Um, his parents have a ranch about 25 minutes outside of town, and there's a tree in their back pasture. Um, part of the tree grew straight up and down like a normal mm-hmm. tree does. And then there's like this appendage that grew off of it. Um, and it is kind of like a hump and then it grows to the ground. So it's sort of like a bench that's and, awesome. um, he hung lanterns, paper lanterns in the tree and that's where he proposed. And then later after we got engaged, we went and carved our names in the tree and it's still there. And that's exactly where we got married. That's adorable. I know it's, it's, it is sweet. Um, and it's just nice that like, you know, we have a spot that we can go to anytime and yeah, take the and, kids to and still tell stories. Right. That's amazing. Yes. I, I just told him, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, we need to take the kids and do like some pictures, you know, there, cause we have pictures mm-hmm. of them proposing and our engagement pictures we did there and then our wedding and, you know, just kind of how our lives have, have evolved right That's there amazing. at the tree. Okay. So do you stay in Dallas? Do you come home? Now that you're married? Well, okay. So I, I, okay. I skipped a detail. So before we got engaged, I moved back to Paris. Okay. Yes. Which I, you know, already was kind of on my heart. Um, my family's here. I'm super close. You You were lonely. You needed, you needed family and yes, I'm super close with my family, obviously. And Chance. My sister's my best friend. Yes. And then, you know, now I'm dating Chance and like, obviously things are serious. He had moved back to Paris and he had started working for, you know, his family business. So it's not like he moved back to Paris and he was kind of like in limbo until he figured something out. Like yeah. he had a job, moved back career. to Paris, period. <laughs> so here I came back to Paris. And it's funny, in my sister's um, maid of honor speech at the wedding, she, as she's crying, said something about um, thanking Chance for for getting me back here because you know who knows if it if it would have happened yeah. if we if we weren't dating. So, yep. So I moved back prior moved back. to us getting married. Yes. And then Chance is at the bank. Yes. Um, what happens then? Like, what job do you get? Like, what do you do? So this was a interesting period in my professional life. So I moved back and I briefly for a period of time worked, did some work for Mm -hmm. e-Paris. 
obviously journalism was, you know, where I had been and what I wanted to do, but there's just not a lot of opportunity in small town America in that realm. No. And I mean, there's just not, you know, there's certain things that, you know, we have a lot of teachers here and, you know, like if you're a nurse, you know, you can pretty much work anywhere, but journalism, while it's broad and it encompasses a lot of, of things, it's just not a huge industry here. Yeah. So, um, I then did, I, I don't know, maybe for, it was under a year. Um, I was a medical assistant in a doctor's office, which is so interesting because that is, I am not, I mean, I'm not like a, a clinical person. I have absolutely no background in that whatsoever. Um, I could not go to medical school because I just cannot handle, you know, all of it, certain, certain things and like bodily fluids. That's not me. Um, so that actually ended up being very beneficial for, for what I do now, you know, yeah. just having some of that, that healthcare, uh, background and knowledge. But I got a call one day from, uh, Chris Vaughn, principal at Paris Hag. Mm-hmm. And he said, we need an English teacher stat. I mean, it was like a handful of weeks before school was going to start. And, um, Sandra Strom, who was my high school English teacher and my future problem solving coach. And she's still there at the high school now recommended that I call you. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I do not have my teaching certification. He was like, I know, but you can enroll and you can start working on it. And if it's something that you're interested in, you know, come talk to me. And I was like, okay. And I've always, I mean, I love, I love school. I love learning. I love mm-hmm. education. Um, and obviously I was kind of in, you know, like a weird period. What am I, what am I going to do? And what am I going to do here? Like, how am I going to make this, you know, this path for myself? So I ended up doing it. And for four years I taught high school journalism and English. So it was awesome because I got to use both of my degrees, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got to kind of fuel or, or feed both of those passions, um, and, and pour into, you know, high school students, um, I taught reading intervention. That was the English aspect. So students who um, were struggling in English and were struggling specifically to pass their um, STAR test. Mm-hmm. And that was so rewarding for me. Um, I think partially just because like English was my subject. That was the, the one thing that came easily to me and it was just natural for me. So it was so interesting for me to take a step back and really, um, you know, figure out ways to break things down like further and differently for students because mm-hmm. math, I mean, I could break it all the way down for you because that's what people had to do for me. Right. Because it just didn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. And then the second half of the day I taught journalism. I was the yearbook advisor, which obviously I loved. Um, and you know, that's everything teaching AP style, mm-hmm. um, composition, photography, graphic design. So um, it was an incredible four years. And, uh, I mean, I, for all I know, I would still be doing it today, but then I had a baby and boy, do things just change in your world mm. when that happens. <laughs> a lot of it. Yes. Yes. A lot of it. Um, so, and actually it's funny, I think Probably the the best day and like the day that I remember the most out of the four years that I taught was the day that I told my yearbook kids that I was pregnant um, because we had tried for two years um, and you kind of reach a point where you're like, 
I mean, maybe this won't happen. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, maybe we're not going to have kids. And if you really want kids, that's devastating. And, and they knew, you know, that we'd been trying for a long time. And um, I did this, this riddle with an AP style quiz. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first person to, to complete it got to come up and get this card and read it out loud to everybody. And I wrote this little, you know, like, like riddle poem thing um, telling him that I was pregnant. And they, I have never seen students more excited about something in my life. I mean, it was, it was so sweet. They were screaming and, and, you know, hugging me and bombarding me. And they're, you know, 15, 16, Mm -hmm. 17 years old. They're not, you know, focused on anything about babies, but it just, it showed me how much they cared about me that they were so, you know, invested and excited. So that was a good day. Um, and I had Birdie that summer and had every intention of going back to school. I mean, I didn't, I left my sub notes, you know, for, for my long-term sub that was going to mm-hmm. be there while I finished paternity leave. Like it was all set up. And, um, I think I said, you know, for seven years I contracted mm-hmm. with a commerce and that was, you know, still ongoing at that point. And they called me, um, I mean, A&M calls you commerce. Yes. 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 Maybe, maybe like a week, two weeks after I'd had Birdie and said, we, we really need you to come on full time. And I said, well, guys, like we've, we've talked about this. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to commute. I really don't want to commute now that I have a baby because I just don't want to be 45 minutes down the road. You know, if something were to happen and they said, we obviously know that you can work from home. You've been doing it, you know, for this long, we'll just let you stay, you know, working remotely, which pre COVID (laughs) For, you know, uh, Commerce, Texas, Paris, Texas, that's like a big deal, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, it's still, it was such an obvious, like, a God thing, right? Mm-hmm. We had not been able at the time to work out childcare, um, which, I mean, I feel like probably anywhere, but I mean, it's very hard to find mm-hmm. childcare for, um, for infants and, I was on a gazillion waiting list. You know, we had done done all the legwork and nothing was panning out. And so we were really stressed out about what are we going to do? And then here's this opportunity that I knew wouldn't be easy, but would allow me to stay home with Birdie, um, you know, to not have to worry about childcare, to have that time with her and also still be able to, you know, have an income for our family. So mm-hmm. um, that was just, that answered a prayer that I didn't even know, you know, that I had, that I'd been praying Um, and I, it was bittersweet, but I ended up transitioning to that full time. And, um, for 15 months, I worked at home with a baby Mm -hmm. and it was quite the experience. (laughs) Um, it was, it was hard, but it was, it was amazing. It poses its own challenges. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it, it, it started off not that bad. Um, and in my very first day of doing it, I was at the kitchen counter and I was holding Birdie while nursing her and I had the phone on on speaker on the counter and I was typing with the other hand and I was like I'm a machine like boss yes I could do this I got this um and then I'll say as she got mobile it got progressively harder um and then you know she wanted more attention and she wanted more interaction and when I would open my computer she would just start to scream because she had put it all together, like, mm-hmm. oh, mom's going to try to work now. And um, it just it just got really hard. And it wasn't, you know, 
a good situation. It wasn't fair to her at, you mm-hmm. know, at that point either. Um, and I was kind of, you know, thinking about like, okay, what am I, what am I going to do? And, um, a friend reached out and said, Hey, this job has come up at the hospital and I just feel like it would be perfect for you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not really looking, you know, and I get to work from home right now. And like, it's, you know, a pretty decent setup and, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'll look into it. And, you know, one conversation led to another and, um, I think like five interviews and a very long process later, um, I, I got the job and that's, awesome. that's where I am now. Yep. And how long have you been there? Two years. Two years. Two years in October. Um, yeah. So I was on, on maternity leave for my <laughs> two year anniversary this year. Now you also still have quite a few side hustles too, right? I do. I do. Yes. Um, cause I just can't help myself. <laughs> So Ezra and Olive um, is is one of them, and I do um, embroidered, customizable hats, baseball mm-hmm. caps, and um, that actually it was kind of an accident that that even mm-hmm. came about. So when I was yearbook advisor, every year we would do a banquet at the end of the year, and I would give a gift to um, the seniors that were that were leaving, and my I guess it was my, was it my last year? Yes. Cause I was pregnant. <laughs> my last year I decided, I just had this idea, like I'm gonna get some baseball caps and I'm going to make hats for them that say PTX, like Paris, Texas, which I had, it wasn't such a big thing yet. And I had to like explain it to people. I was like, you know, like Paris, Texas. Um, so the airport code hats mm-hmm. had become a thing, you know, recently at that point, like, like BNA for, you know, the Nashville airport. Um, so I was like, well, we don't really have, I mean, I guess we do have an airport code here, but nobody probably knows what it is. Um, and I was like, so what can we do that, you know, it's kind of represents Paris. I was mm-hmm. like, PTX. Um, and I, you know, when I gave it to him. I said, this is, you know, something you can take to college and wear, you know, in college and after college, wherever you go and you have a little piece of, a little piece of home and maybe it'll be a conversation starter. You know, yes. people will say, well, what's PTX? And you can say, oh, well, I'm from, you know, Paris, Texas. And, um, they loved them and a lot of other people loved them <laughs> and they started you know like seeing them around and seeing them wear them people were like asking questions and so I made a handful and then I made a handful more and then it just it, it just snowballed and became this this you know little small business so still going today um Ezra and Olive my dogs um, yes. So that is, that is who that is named after. And, and you have um, a website and everything people can... I do. Yes. Um, sorry. I have the sniffles. It's EzraNarla.com. Um, and you can shop online, check out online and you can, um, select shipping or local pickup if you're local, or you can just come here, uh, into the amazing dead cat studio and you can purchase one right here because you guys so kindly carry them <laughs> yep right in the front and you can yes. come in and try them on yes that's right that's right awesome now is there another hustle side hustle in there i think there's let me oh, wait a minute is it interior design yes so um i thought i was right about this yes so i i just love i love creating things mm-hmm. obviously so i i'm a creative minded person i am not like 
numbers, facts, statistics. That is, that is just, that's not my world. That's chances world. <laughs> um, so we, we, we make up like one great brain. Um, <laughs> we balance each other out. I always say like, uh, it's really fortunate because I feel like you can handle like the, the math and science homework once we get to that with mm-hmm. kids. And then I can handle, you know, English and, and art and other things. And it'll mm-hmm. just be great. Um, yes. So I do dabble in that on the side. Um, I, I love interiors. That's just, that's mm-hmm. my passion. Um, I love to, to, you know, decorate my house, do things like that. We've done some, uh, remodels. We've done some flips. We've done mm-hmm. some new builds, um, and then also just, uh, you know, sorry, one-off projects with people, you know, coming and saying, Hey, I need my living room redone yep. or, or my whole house. Um, studio 220 is a salon on mm-hmm. collegiate that my dear friend, uh, Brittany Scoggins owns. And I was super blessed and fortunate that she came to me and she said like, we've gutted it and it's just like it's too much and I don't want to I don't know like this is what I want but I need somebody to put it they need your magic right I need you to find it all and put it all into motion and I was like great I would love to and I would say that was the first like big project that I did for somebody mm-hmm. else um and it looks amazing in there thank you I went to their you. ribbon cutting it was, it was yeah it looks good yes yes so I am I'm so grateful that she that she reached out to me on that and it was fun to do it you know with a friend and awesome. um really get to be, I feel like, especially creative there because mm-hmm. a business is a little bit different than a home. You mm-hmm. know, typically people really want, I don't know, something more like neutral or, or calmer. And mm-hmm. so we really got to got to do some fun stuff there. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I have a couple questions. I always kind of end up with these questions. Um, if you could pick one place, and it can be anything, it could be food, it could be a park, it can be anything. If there's one place in Paris, Texas that you would call like your favorite place, what would it be? Wow. Okay, I've really got to think about this. In Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that narrows it down because mm-hmm. I would have said our tree, but it's outside of Paris. So, mm-hmm. um, our favorite place. Um, I've got two. So my first one is going to be my home okay. um, because I'm somewhat of a homebody in just the sense that like, like that's my place. That's my nest. That's, that's And where it's I, a really cool home. Oh, thanks. Thank you. That's where I like to be. I like to pour into it. Um, it's old, right? Like it's an... Uh, yes. How old is it? Yes. It was built in 1947. And I and mean... it's I another one you remodeled. Yes. Yes. Um, so we, we gutted it, um, I mean, to a certain extent. So we actually, we kept all of the, um, really unique texture that's on the walls because Mm -hmm. it was, um, uh, you know, true to the era that it was Mm -hmm. built in. Uh, we kept all of the original windows because they're just amazing. Like, are they energy efficient? Probably not, but they look really good. So cool. And I don't think that we, I mean, I really don't think that we could replace them exactly how they are and you know so we kept those we kept all the built-ins in the closets and in the living room and just cool things like that but you know modernized it Mm -hmm. a little bit um and the word is i cannot prove this with like documentation but word is that it's the first concrete slab that was um built and or that was poured poured sorry in paris 
and we have pictures actually of um, the original slab. Yeah, so the, it was a doctor and his wife who built the house, and we have pictures of them out there uh, with the slab being poured, and you can see like their old timey cars awesome. uh, in the background. They're all black and white, and it's yeah, it's really cool. And the house, I mean, the outside of it, you know, it's, it's identical to how it is today. Mm-hmm. So we really tried to you know, keep as much of the, of the character as we could. Authentic. Yes. Second place. Okay. So second place, I'm going to say, um, church. Yay. I'm going to say our church. Um, and you know, I know that church, church is a community and church is a people and church is not a building, Mm -hmm. but there's just something about being in that building Mm -hmm. with, with your church and with your people. Yeah. Um, that I just feel like sometimes, I don't know. I feel like God reaches you differently than, mm-hmm. than you know, in other places. So yeah. that would be my second place. That's awesome. Awesome. I can't, I don't actually don't remember what my second question was. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out of questions. But thank you so much for being on my podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun. I feel like people are going to have questions for you. And I feel like people are going to ask Chance repeatedly, what was the thing that made you fall in love with Savannah? <laughs> I hope a bunch of people ask him that. It could be like a like a like a like a buzzword or like yeah. you know like quiz. Quick, what made you fall in love with Savannah? I know I'm gonna ask him just because I like giving Chance a hard time. Yes, yes, I, do it, do it, and and I owe you something if that is not the answer he gives. But <laughs> I would be shocked. Let's just. I hope he listens to it this, but if he doesn't listen to it, let's just let it happen and see how many times people ask him. And he's like, why, <laughs> like, why are everybody are asking me this? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. And done.